Welcome to the Thinking Pilates Podcast, where show after show, we bring you a different way to think about teaching Pilates. We make you dig deep, ask the tough questions, and keep unraveling the rich layers of teaching movement. I'm Chantel Lopez, founder of Skillful Teaching, an international education company just for Pilates and movement teachers, and author of Moving Beyond Technique. I am so gratefully joined in this delightful and crazy endeavor by my sometimes co-host and podcast co-founder, master teacher and mentor, Deborah Colway, as well as the brilliant and funny consummate explorer of movement and people, James Crater. Well, hello everybody. This is Chantel. And before we dive into our very exciting, very eclectic conversation for episode 47, our season debrief. Yes, that's the final episode of our monster 47 episode season one. I wanted to just let you know um, a couple of things in advance. One, we had some technical difficulty uh, in the beginning of the conversation, so you might notice a slight change in the way that our voices sound, but I think we managed that pretty well. The other thing is we decided to include in the podcast some of our off-recording conversation. We often are chit-chatting and kind of collecting ourselves before we actually hit the record button, but there was so much richness in the exchange that we wanted to just dovetail it into the podcast itself. So you're going to hear a little bit of that, and in fact, we start off uh, there with the with the pre-show chat, and then we weave it in uh, toward the end again. So without uh, further delay, here we go. Hi, James. <laughs> Hi, Deborah. <laughs> I just I almost am so happy to have just the three of us. I feel like I have so many voices in my head right now. I've been trying to catch up and listen to things, and um, I I just want to say I'm happy right now because I really get it. I feel it. We're being it. It's definitely like when I said in my email, these are the questions. I mean, it's true. And social media obviously has made the difference, but we are literally aware of each other out there now. Differently, Mm -hmm. Um, There are many, many of us um, having, having the same conversations and asking the same questions. Yeah. That's very good. Yeah, that's very good. That's very good. I, as I said in my email last night, am having the experience of um, uh, feeling all over the place and yet like having a lot of clarity. Yeah. Simultaneously, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and um, it's like, I see the thread for myself personally, I'm beginning to see like the color and texture of my thread Mm-hmm. And and yet it's like there's so it's not totally formed, mm-hmm. you know. There's still um, it's but you know as you know James, it's like it's forming quickly, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it's there's still like uh, it's like through the swirl right of all the voices and all the ideas and all the things, and there's still like a interesting. Ooh, hello, Kitty. That's Elsa. She's. <laughs> She's like, why, why aren't you with me outside? <laughs> um, Go ahead, keep talking, Chantal. Yeah, just to, you know, 
it's just interesting for me. I mean, I am, um, so I'm having, I have like moments of total uh, lucidity and clarity. And then when I'm not really like in conversation or explicitly writing something down, I often feel a little bit overwhelmed, but I'm, I feel like I'm, I'm holding both of those things uh, better all the time. And mostly that's because I'm meditating every day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was um, just laying there before I got out of bed this morning and having all these conversations, pretend conversations with the two of you um, going on in my head. And then I, I had this, you know, overwhelmed moment of, I mean, here I am doing this for as long. And I had one of those overwhelmed moments of, I, I don't know enough. I still don't know enough. I have to go study all this stuff. There's all these people out there. And then I just said, get up, go run around the block, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and just, um, it, it, I also feel that combination of, I'm totally clear about my thread. And when I wrote in that email about all the piles of notes and all the workshops and, and everything up to this moment, uh, there has always been a thread and, um, and just to be it, just to keep being it and listening to the, the interview that I listened to yesterday with Mary Bowen was very calming, very, so ordinary the way she spoke. And, um, I, I, feel like I'm in the middle of this thing right now, but that the thing is happening and maybe my neuroses is somewhat like I have to be in charge of it all, which is why I panic when I don't know how to do something technologically. I feel like I'm um, letting you guys down or I'm not a good part of the team. If I don't like know how to write on a doc, you know, or any of that stuff. And then I, I notice myself kind of, wanting to reassure the two of you all the time that I can keep up mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and then I'm like, Deborah, what the fuck? You know, you, you're just a part of this. You are a part of this. And, and I think for me at this point, that's just great. Like I actually have something to offer and I'm a part of it with you two and now I'm actually starting to feel that even if I don't know any of these people that we're bringing on, it's, um, it's a, that we're all just a part of it. I don't know if that was clear, but I'm much calmer, even though I maybe I don't sound calm. I'm much calmer about the whole, the whole project in a way than I have been for a while. Oh, that's great. Like I don't have to be responsible for all the parts. I really yeah. 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 I have, uh, I have a lot of empathy for that experience. (laughs) Um, so James, how are you? I'm good. I feel detoxed after my beach trip. Um, you know, it's super important for me to have alone time and I feel like I don't get much alone time anymore. So it was very nice to be on a beach with zero cell phone reception and just me and the dog. That was, that was very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, beyond that, I think I'm right in alignment with you two of feeling, uh, it feels like chaos and like 
the best sense of the word, Mm -hmm. like a total detachment from having to organize everything and just sort of jumping into the chaos and just sort of being there observing it Mm -hmm. instead of trying to put all of the pieces together. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm finding, uh, I'm finding myself happiest when I'm in these sorts of conversations or doing the blog or sort of, um, uh, fantasizing about future projects. Mm -hmm. And I'm actually for the first time in my whole bodywork Pilates movement career, finding myself like, do I have to go to work on Monday? Like Mm -hmm. I'd rather just be doing this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is weird because I'm someone who really enjoys the process of working with bodies and for the first time ever, like literally today, I was like, oh, fuck, it's Monday. Jesus Christ, tomorrow. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Guess I got to go and make money. Uh, you know, I just I want to say, uh, as you know, I can relate. And, I, and what I have come to honor in that is that it is not that I think, I think that is not, it's not like one thing the desire for one thing has to be ending or obliterated in exchange for something else. But what I can tell you in my own experience is that it is a real thing to, to feel like your attention has to shift. And Mm -hmm. I, I mean, as much as I did like showing up for clients for many, many, many years. And even when I didn't, but then in the moment you're just so filled up and it's rewarding it is true that when there is a calling that sounds a little woo woo, but to to do something else, you, it is, you just know, you just, I think that is the experience of like, you are being drawn to do something else and you can't do both things. Yeah. 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 I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, I'm like, I was trying to come up with like a really beautiful way to talk about it. I'm like, but really it's like, you only have so many fucks to give. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like, I don't like, you know, it's like, like you got your family, you've got the, this, and you've got the, that, and you've got whatever. And it's like, my work fucks are being drawn over to this more than they are. Um, who's coming in at 11 AM. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know we've had that conversation too, Deborah. So I know you can. Yeah. And then the the irony of course, is that we wouldn't even be here mm-hmm. doing any of this if it mm-hmm. weren't for all those fucks because yeah. those are the people I mean we that's there's no this thing mm-hmm. if there isn't the the teaching and the giving and the yep that you know I mean like that's the thing I mean we wouldn't it wouldn't matter if there was a skillful teaching website or a thinking Pilates podcast if we didn't if there were no clients, if yeah. there were no bodies coming in. Yeah. And, right. us, and us evolving along the, our continuum of what we want to, <clears throat> how our participation with that thing in our lives wants to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. It's true. Which is why I said, you know, it's not that one, one forsakes the other, but there is a time, right? Like there's a time and a place mm-hmm. for all of it. And I just, I can, I can totally, I can both sympathize and empathize deeply as I come out of what you're coming into, even though you and I are coming to towards each other, Mm -hmm. I'm moving into the, what I think of as like the laboratory space again, because I know I need that 
and you're moving into this kind of generative, you know, expansion. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can't have one without the other, but the, Mm -hmm. I do think you're right. There are only so many fucks to give. And that's not like, uh, I can only care about a certain amount of people and that's it. It's not like that. Right. It's just, no, no, you know, we have to be able to, I think, throughout our lives, be you know, give more attention to some things in order for those things to really thrive. And mm-hmm. we have to lay some things down, but only for a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Just all, yeah. yeah it's interesting. So it's interesting that you guys are using the analogy that we are here because, um, again, uh, I was thinking as I was out there raking some leaves about. I was thinking about monogamy and um, relative to this, not my actual husband. <laughs> um, I was, but I was thinking about why it is a thing when it's a thing and how earlier in my life it was not that interesting to me. And it felt like uh, restriction and it felt like all the things like that. And how, um, like, energetically, at this point in my life, I I actually want, there's no trouble for me in wanting to be more interested in him as a person and what's important, and, like, caring for and about him. And, um, and uh, it's, like, only so much energy is there in life. And so it's just interesting. I just thought, oh, oh, this is kind of interesting. I'm actually very interested in monogamy right now because it supports a certain kind of being in relationship with him. And if I wasn't behaving that way, um, there would be a certain um, breakdown or uh, jaggediness or um, trouble. And so it's, it's, I think in a way, that's what we're talking about. Each of us in our own way. It's like, where do we, where, what's our focus? Where are we drawn and what's making us feel the most alive or the most whole or um, connected or whatever the words are. And, um, and it, and again, and again, like it's, we're here right now and each of us slightly differently, but it, it does constantly change and mm-hmm. um, whatever that it is. And I really think that that's what's come out a lot in listening to the podcasts for me and listening to all the different teachers speak. Um, there are waves like humans go through these waves of development, societies, cultures go through these patterns, our bodies go through the patterns, you know, and it's all reflected in, in it all. And, um, it's just interesting. Yeah. I mean, it makes me, uh, I think that thing that, that evolution or maturation, I think you've called it in our email exchange, Deborah, you know, Mm -hmm. um, it also makes me think of, uh, a, a, a book that I love that I recommend all the time, but not everybody loves it because it's a little bit like preachy, but really the essence of it is quite good. The one thing by Gary Keller. Um, and it talks about 
just how, you know, we really need to have a one thing and it's not really about need, but it's, uh, you know, like how much more powerful we are when we can put our attention toward one thing. And the truth is, is that when we do that, we do have to lay these other things down for a, a bit of time and that that's balance is a fallacy. You know, there's not, we talk about, you know, life balance and work life balance and all those things. It's like, it doesn't, it's not, mm. it's not a steady, I mean, mm. it's just like what we know about balancing in the body, right? It's not a static, stagnant mm. point of holding something as is forever. It's about the ability to swing back and forth, right? Mm. To, to be versatile mm. and malleable. And it certainly that feels true for me, both in my understanding of the body and just my understanding of like how to relate to my own life. So in any case, now we should get the fuck to it. I okay. agree. Let's go. Jebra. Yeah. Ready? Can you I hear can't me? get the fuck going. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of cussing on this episode. Oh, I'm, done. I'm, done. I'm done now. I'm done. Okay. Oh, heck of a hello to everybody. This is, um, this is going to be something we have (laughs) decided, James and Deborah and I all here. Um, I'm Chantel. This is the Thinking Pilates podcast, but you know that we have a couple of things to say. And, and we also have some assumptions about how the saying of these things is going to go. One, there's going to be a fair bit of profanity. We've recently changed the podcast setting to explicit. We are officially an explicit podcast. Uh, we, do, we do use it fairly judiciously and to enhance the discourse, I think, most often, um, rather than to uh, dilute it and bring it down. So there's that. It's also a pretty exciting moment because we have also decided that this is going to be the end of season one. Now, this is the biggest season one in the history of podcasts. 47 episodes (laughs) Uh, and we decided uh that we're gonna go with that and it's gonna be um you know like the godzilla version of season one um and you've heard the last two episodes 45 and 46 we had these beautiful teacher debriefs this is officially our season one debrief and we have the three of us here and we've been you know ruminating and and un kind of unpacking and revealing all of these things that have gone on in the more recent podcast. So we're going to, we're going to shed some light on that and, and where we all find ourselves in the moment with regards to the current conversation and the community and, and then also what's to come. And we have a, we have kind of an exciting and uh, special announcement. Um, And I say that only because I really want you to keep listening to the end. So we're not going to do that to the end. So keep listening. We've got something exciting to announce, but otherwise, um, hi to you both. James Hello. Hello. Hi ladies. Hi, hi mister. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you both, honestly, I'm a little sick of hearing myself talk. So, um, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed the two teacher debriefs. But what I would like to do is I'm going to hand it over. Um, I'm going to hand it over to you, James. And I want to know what's, what is on the top 
tip top of your mind as we reflect back on, you know, just really, let's just say the, the year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I want to first start off and say thank you to all of, all of the teachers that called in and, and were willing to share insight and opinions and, and experience. They were two really, really wonderful episodes. Um, mm-hmm. and Chantel, you moderated them beautifully. Um, you. you know, I thought the thing that is on like the tip top of my brain is, uh, and this has sort of come up in, in different ways, um, throughout, throughout this year, but especially in those teacher debriefs, I found myself as I was listening to them, um, really, um, I don't even know the word, maybe just, uh, uh, in considerance of this conversation of facilitation versus fix. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I, I don't think, I don't know that uh, that fix is the um, antithesis of of facilitation. I think um, in my head, maybe more like facilitation versus dictation might be a better way. Is how I sort of classify it in my head. Um, because the idea of facilitation, and I think you know, this gets into the practice conversation and the process conversation and, and all sorts of different conversations is um, as, as a person, um, as a person whose goals it is to help another person uplift their movement, uplift their body, um, uplift their, um, their sphere I see it as all I can, what I can do best there is supply the material um, for them to process uniquely. And to me, that's what facilitation is. It's like, here, here's, here's what I have to give you. And whatever you choose to do with that is, is up to you. Um, and, and to me, that doesn't mean, to me, that has a lot of fix in it, right? Um, mm-hmm like I can create an environment for you to heal in, but I can't actually do the healing for you. And I think we, uh, you know, my brain just works really abstractly. It works really well and abstract. So at this point we were dealing with some reoccurring technical difficulty, but we sorted things out. James is going to pick back up and the sound will be a little bit different, but otherwise we are good to go. So I think of it as, um, you know, like, uh, I mean, we all know that vitamin D is a necessary nutrient for the body, right? Mm-hmm. And, but what I think a lot of people don't know is, is or haven't stopped to, to consider is how sunlight um, is like the best form of vitamin D for the body and sort of how that works. So you walk outside and you're in the sunlight, and the sun's photons come down and begin to interact with the sebum or like the oily portion of your skin. And when the photons interact with the sebum, it actually there's a chemical reaction that happens that just creates vitamin D. And then that vitamin D is then easily absorbed into the skin, and your body can process it as a catalyst for like a whole bunch of other processes in the body. And so in my head, 
that sort of, um, in an abstracty weird way, that's sort of how I view my role or, or our role in the studio, right? It's like, I am, my work, the things that I teach are the sun photons coming down. And then a client walks in to the studio and whatever they're bringing into the environment is the sebum. And together, whatever it is we create becomes the beneficial nutrient for their body um, that then can be a catalyst for everything else in their life. Like it could be that physical healing. It could be the emotional healing. It could be the relationship. It could be whatever it is that they're looking to um uh, they're looking for movement to help cure sponsor within their body. And so my job is not to fix anything, but to supply a portion of what could be, um, utilized as a fix within the body. Um, does that all make sense? Yes. Yeah. Two things, two things. I love to think of you as the sunshine. Yeah. You are the sunshine. <laughs> Very and, and and two, it's like what you said before about it's not these fixing and facilitating are not um, antithesis. They are, in fact, in your in your analogy to me, the same thing. Yeah, like they are different forms of the same thing. Yeah, because and to and to even consider that um, you know, like anything I do is the direct fix for the body is not in my head, like not what's happening, sort of like the sun shine itself is not vitamin D. You know, mm -hmm. it's, there's a relationship there. There's a partnership there that needs to happen in order for the benefits to, to happen. Yeah, it, it, it does. It does shed a very different light, I think, on uh, the way we've been kind of interacting with this idea uh, in our conversations on the podcast and then definitely mm -hmm. the exchange from the two teacher debriefs, all of which have been incredibly valuable and, you know, just warrants a lot of thought. And I think there's nothing, it's not again, like the right or wrong kind of comparison, but it's, mm -hmm. it is, um, I just am, am drawn to this other idea, not to take us away from this concept, but uh, that you had mentioned, James, about practice and process. And mm -hmm. when when I think about, mm, like, do we practice Pilates as uh, with the end goal being Pilates, or or do we practice Pilates with the end goal of being able to play golf better or do we practice yeah. Pilates because it is our one moment in the week where we get to just be with ourselves and be in ourselves. Like, and, and I guess what I'm beginning to understand that in some way it doesn't matter. It, does, no, it exactly. doesn't matter. Um, just in the same way that fixing and facilitating are, are really the same thing just looked at from an in, Tension, like a different mm -hmm. intention point of view. Exactly. Yeah. So we can dig into that a little bit, but the last thing I would just say is that um, our conversations, I think I, my brain wants to get caught up in like, well, is there a right or wrong? Even though I know that's not really 
what I'm looking for. The, the brain naturally goes to that, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. is fixing right or is facilitating right? Is just teaching Pilates as a method, um, you know, strictly kind of in the original form the right way or is the better way uh, to teach it from this kind of open, spacious, being in relationship perspective um, facility? Like, is that the right way? And we've been talking about it as a complex thing, right? A complex interaction or exchange or something that needs a lot of philosophical uh, exchange yeah. around it. And yet I think that the truth is this is just, this is us in process, right? Yeah. And the answer is that the answer is, mm, what did you say earlier? Like it, we're just, we're, we're already doing it. It's not something we yeah. have to do. We, we actually are all doing it just by showing up. Like that's it. Like in yeah. the story. And all we're doing now is we're trying to understand it. Right. And yeah. maybe that means we can do it. We can do it more implicitly. And maybe it means that we can actually do it with an awareness of changing the world. Precisely, know. you know, it's you're just maybe maybe for some people, um, this is the first time that they've actually um, considered that what they're doing on the reformer uh, has a ripple effect beyond a glute. You know that there is, uh, or or a foot, or whatever it is you're you're working on the reformer, that what you're doing. Um, uh, uh, ebbs and flows out of the studio, you know, that there is, that there are other interactions going on in the, uh, in people's lives and your life and in bodies and in practices and, and environments. And, and you don't need to do anything else. It's not like, Oh, I need to do this plus this. It's like, you're already doing it at whatever level you're, at whatever level you want to be doing it, right? So mm-hmm, it's like if mm-hmm. I just want to come and teach the Pilates, like it's going to affect other things. Like how many mm-hmm. times have you had clients come in that um, have given, and, and not not to you, Chantal and Deborah, but just like anyone listening, how many times have you had a client come in and say, wow, I can do this so much better, or my life is so much better this way, or now I can fill in the blank. And it's like, you didn't, that wasn't what you practiced at the studio. You didn't put them on the reformer so that they could, you know, uh, put on their shoes better. You know, you mm-hmm. were just doing footwork, but it mm-hmm. happened that way. And then there's other people like that for me is a considerance when I'm working with a client is how can I help you put on your shoe better? How can I help mm-hmm. you whatever? And so it's happening there too. It's like, now we're just naming it. Now we're just sort of yeah. going, it's already there. So why not we, why not just call a spade a spade? It's like, it's there. Right. Just say it. Yeah. 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 And I, I see like, uh, as you were reflecting earlier, James, listening and being engaged with the teachers on the teacher debrief, I can, and, and in the past, you know, in our interviews or just in random conversations, I can hear the nervousness in teachers' voices, right? Mm -hmm. Around like, um, well, what you're talking about is, and I'm extrapolating, this is not like verbatim what people have said, but my, what I hear is like, well, now you're not talking about Pilates and now it's out of yeah. my scope of practice. And exactly. now you're talking about, 
now you're talking about therapy and now you're talking about coaching and I have professional boundaries and uh oh, that's something else will not, it's like, it's like an or, right? So, or there is this experience of like, holy shit, now I have to learn how to be this other thing. And Mm -hmm. oh my God, now I have to be in judgment of myself as a teacher because I'm not thinking about these things, uh, you know, consciously and, and explicitly. And, and I, it's so interesting. That's been an interesting experience for me because I do think about these things so naturally. Like I can't, I just can't not think about these things. Exactly. I've been yeah. thinking about them for a long time, but I realized that it's um, big and it's scary for, for a lot of teachers and just a lot of people in general. But, but really what we're saying is don't change anything. It's like, maybe no. we're saying don't change every, anything, just look at everything. You know, just just to look Beautiful. at it from a different perspective, um, and maybe that's less scary, right? Then it's not like a necessity to change who we are, necessarily as um, being compelled to get curious about what we already do. Exactly. Couldn't. Yeah, that's. I have nothing to add to that. You are correct. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, in rare moments, right? In rare moments, we hit the nail on the head. Uh, I mean, I don't know, right? Like, what the hell do I know? I don't know anything. So uh, it, it's just, it, it is just. It sounded a- like it sounded like you knew a little something there, though. Like, well, right, whether you well, know, yeah. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Um, Deborah, what what what's in your head? What are you, what's going on for you okay. with all of this? Well. I think mostly what we're um, mucking around with here is the, whatever we want to call it now, the fix, facilitate, who's directing the show, you know, and why and how when we get into the studio and we're with our clients. Um, But so as I was listening to both of you, I do my thing so I don't forget. I write things down. Um, You know, a couple of things if I had started, I, I don't think I would have said these things, but now that I've been listening, what's on the tip of my brain is um, the last thing, you know, you said being compelled. And I think that um, I always have this in the back of my mind or more in the front. It's how does this thing I spend so much time on with myself and most of the people that I interact with, how does that help us become more fully human? And Mm. that may sound uh, very, I don't know. It's not, I don't feel arrogant at all when I say that, honestly. Um, But I, I keep coming back to the same thing. And I, which is, that's our deal. That's the, deck that's the card we drew we were born into this human life and um we have a relatively short amount of time to be here and i i i've chosen this kind of work to do with people uh as a way of i i got into it as a way of exploring myself obviously at a deeper level than other things that I had been involved with. And then as I grew up 
uh, it became more and more interesting to me to find out what was going on with the other people and how they were doing whatever it is that they're doing to develop and to become more fully human. And, and what does that mean? How is that? How is it that we express ourselves in this life? How do we express as a human being? And I, and obviously we have this body that's designed to move and really wants to move as much as it can. Um, so I'm trying not to just run around too much here. I'm coming back to this thing about what's necessary, you know, to create vitamin D, the sun and the oil on your skin. Um, I feel like for me, my job is to uh, show up and be a part of what's creating the environment within which this transference of energy happens and um since most of the time i'm the one who's who who's been doing it longer i have a better sense of the potential or the possibility of what's going to happen in the space and so i invite the person into my world and um i feel like what you know what hasn't been talked about necessarily although i don't know if it's not in anybody's mind with the fix facilitate um more directive less directive you know too much teaching too much cueing not enough too much space not enough guidance etc etc is actually talking about the per- like what is the person who's coming, and I know this is just one-on-one, I'm not talking about the issue of bigger classes and smaller classes, but to keep coming back to what do they think is going on? Like, why why are they there? Do they even know why they came? To find out um, what's in their head. Like, have you ever done Pilates before? Have you done it somewhere else? What's been your experience up to this point? and find out as much as I can about the person, not just what hurts, um, to, to get a sense of how to be with them. And, um, and, and like some stuff's a given um, in, the, in the sense that I am essentially teaching Pilates if they're coming to the Pilates studio and so there's a, a way in which there's an agreement there, but it's important to me to ask them it, um, what they think that means. Or, you know, again, I've, I've already said this, but like, have you done Pilates before? And what was your experience like? And what do you know about it? What have you been told? What's, what are you coming to this with? I, I want to find out how to, um, I guess in my initial being with people like how to help somebody get as present as possible. Um, so there's not a lot of distraction and if they don't know what to do or how to do, that's going to create a certain amount of distraction. So part of my job is just to begin to help the person feel comfortable with, um, what, what we're actually doing. And, um, I, I'm okay with telling people this is the way it is. This is what this thing is. And um, 
sometimes it it's a more easy uh, it, it happens more easily than other times, but I feel like, yes, that's the material that we have to offer. Um, we're creating an environment within which this person can, uh, take for themselves what it is we have to offer. And then each of us as teachers, um, we also need to come to it from that, from the place where where we feel the best about ourselves, we we need to come to it. Uh, like I know, for example, I can't I can't talk like somebody else. I, I've tried. I, I listen to other teachers who I think are brilliant, and I'm and I want to be able to to talk like them. I want to be able to say it how they say it, and then I I try, and it comes out of my mouth all weird and stupid. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so really, when it comes right right down to it, I I just have to speak. Um, from what I know and, and, and what I feel I have to offer that, that might be helpful. And then the thing is, though, it's not all like a huge gulp. It's got to be bite by bite by bite. So as the, you know, as the interaction gets going, I am paying attention to whether um, it's going well or is there, or is the person shutting down or is there, are we actually communicating? Do they, do they have a, an understanding of what, of what the words are that are coming out of my mouth? And um, <laughs> the other thing that, uh, you know, I'm just looking at all my notes, but, you know, the other thing that occurred to me, this is a little slightly, slightly different, but, um, you know, as I was listening to the both of you speak, I thought, you know, again, with this fix, this fix idea, it, it, like people, sometimes they just come because they're curious. Maybe they're bored with their other, exercise routine, you know, and it's less that way now because there's so much more knowing of Pilates. But I remember when I first started to teach, you know, I would get phone calls from people who'd say, Hey, my, you know, my boyfriend or my whatever is doing Pilates and I just want to try it, you know? So there's that level of just, I want to try it. Um, But mostly what I find is that people don't try new things or come to something if in fact they feel like their life is just going along fine, um, they mm-hmm. wouldn't, they, you know, they're already doing what they're doing and life is good. Um, or they're so bogged down by difficulties that they can't, they don't have the space or the motivation to even try something else. So, but, but what I'm saying is people come with this kind of, it, it can be like a, a nagging, um, more, you know, painful sort of situation where they're frustrated by how their life is going and they're looking to, to have something make it better. Or, um, you know, or there's some like longing, like that's unnamed yet, but they just, something's mm-hmm. drawing them. And so people, people don't come if they don't want something to be different. So they're already on some level I don't know if dissatisfied is quite the right word, but but um, if they could do it themselves, they would. If things were already going just great, they would not come. And um, so for myself, I, I'm happy to be um, the start of something for somebody and that um, they can, um, they can, uh, they can look to me 
to reflect back to them what um I don't know how to say this what um what might be nice for them you know and mm. and that I am there to support that I'm there to support it like uh energetically like yes come on in and I'm there to support them physically if they don't if they if they're less um confident in the workings of their own body uh, you know when we, people come all the time they're like oh I'm so clumsy I'm they put themselves down in all these ways you know and so part of what we have to offer is uh, a shift in that negativity you know there's going to be something that you're going to be able to do here um, let's just get this let's get it going and um, so I think, you know, uh, supplying the materials, creating an environment, being willing to be the support, which I think is, a, it may be a subtle difference, but it's in my way of thinking and feeling it's different than I'm the expert who knows what you need. I'm, I don't like that. I'm, but I'm very willing to support you in um, starting to explore. And maybe sometimes the nature of this exploration is more um, organized movement. And sometimes it's less organized movement. But, um, but we want to, and, and, and I want to support you in, I very much want to support you in being able to have a, a, like a mental shift if, if your thinking about yourself and your body is, is so negative that you're, um, you know, bummed out all the time. I, I firmly believe that everybody can do something, you know, and that mm -hmm. there's, there is a way to start to crack it open, whatever it is. Um, and I'm, and I, and I'm okay with being that in that role. What I, what I have found over the years and what really brought me to these kinds of conversations, you know, initially with the two of you is um, is a style of teaching where uh, I just with just the constant barrage of cues and the constant barrage of instruction because honestly I don't I can't learn that way um, I I um, and uh, I think this started for me many many years ago and I think Chantilly you and I even talked about this one time I started to get very suspicious of myself when my, my students or my clients would always look at me and say, is that right? Is that right? Am I doing mm -hmm. right? And that was kind of what started all this for me years ago. I just thought there's something, I don't like this. I, I don't want that to be the response. And I, and I started really working on how I, how I speak with people. And it's very, very important to me to bring them into the sharedness of the experience as soon as we possibly can. And I don't mean to say that that's always possible and certainly not possible right away, but, but eventually it has to be possible. It can't just be um, me telling somebody else what to do. Mm -hmm. uh, and so um Oh, the, the, and the last thing that I, I thought about this too is just 
with regard to sort of the, the responsibilities, the shared responsibilities, you know, some people just want to, you know, get, go through it and all of that. I remember too, um, really very early on. And, and of course more now realizing that we who teach, um, and have spent some, you know, maybe not all these years, but for me, certainly all these years, it's, it's so much just a part of who we are at this point. Uh, we, we can't really separate it out from, um, it, it just isn't separate when I wake up in the morning. It's part mm-hmm. of who I am. Mm-hmm. And so I have to re- remember that is so not true for many of the people that come in. They come in for maybe a lesson a week and they, you know, it's, it's different. It's not as much in their DNA. It's, they haven't absorbed yet. And so they are going to walk out the door and it's, it's, they're going to forget pretty quickly and then have to be, they have to come back and come back and come back and be allowed to go through a certain amount of repetition and, and gain familiarity. Uh, and then and then it starts to deepen. And when it starts to deepen, it takes on perhaps a more um, personal meaning. It becomes more interesting. They start to make relationships between the experience that they're having in the studio. Like you said, it could be just tying your shoe more easily. But it does start to show up differently in their experience mm-hmm. of themselves in their life. But um it's it doesn't hold the same weight in that way that it does that it does for us and that has to be okay i don't spend the kind mm-hmm. of time thinking about energy efficiency you know that my husband does because i mean i do my best i use the correct kind of light bulbs and i shut the refrigerator and i turn the water off but i don't <laughs> spend the hours and hours and hours you know because it's not my field it's his field Mm. Yeah. I mean, there are so many things I feel like I want to, uh, jump into. Um, I guess the priority for me in this podcast is, is to find a way to say it is not, it is not really that complex, right? It's not really, uh, it's not something new. Like, don't think you have to do something new. Um, or, or even something different, really, uh, just like for, for teachers, like the general population of teachers, like this is just, just start to think about, like, just get curious, like just get curious about how you are affecting your students and how your own mental, emotional well-being affects your ability to be in relationship with your students. There's an interesting, um, you know, we all come at it from a different perspective, which is so beautiful, which is also why there will never be really any competition for any of us because Mm -hmm. we all have, you know, we just have this unique lens that we see our work through. And like Deborah's describing, just, just like the way she has always really shown up right as a way of self-exploration and that's certainly been the truth for me um 
but that it just doesn't have to be too highfalutin and high-minded and philosophical, right? It's like from, if I think about it from like a very almost, um, well, pedestrian is not the right way, but like, like from the standpoint of vocational development, right? Like as a teacher, it's my vocation. And what do I do? I get as good at it as I can, as I can. And I learn my trade. I learn my craft. And I do think, I do think it is important for us to strive to be, um, incredibly knowledgeable. And I don't want to shy away from these two words, uh, being the authority or being the expert, but they mean something to me that, Mm -hmm. that is not, I'm not all knowing and I'm not at the end. It doesn't feel like an arrival, but it does feel like a necessary part of fully um, dedicating myself to a craft. And I certainly believe with my whole heart that my craft is teaching and I'm, I don't just teach Pilates. So, Mm -hmm. but I do have to arrive at a place of genuine fluid confidence so for me fluid confidence is not just about um it's not it's not about like uh i'm always confident it's it's like i can waver but i still am steady if that makes sense yeah but i do feel like you have to you have to embrace that right you have to embrace your knowledge and strive for knowing or uh wisdom if that is like a more appropriate word for what we're talking about but ultimately it is to surrender (laughs) your authority to this the person that you're in relationship to at least in part right so when i listen to you talk deborah i think we have to become experts in some way in our craft in order to continue to facilitate allowing the student to become experts of their own of themselves which is, yes. you know, what Wendy talks about, like mm-hmm. teacher as expert or student as expert and like facilitation and fixing. I think I'm coming to understand that these things are not antithesis as James described them earlier, but it's like, I'm ex- I'm an expert of me and of, of what I think is true and the tools that I have. And I, through time and experience have a sense of the best way to approach them and apply them. And then uh, and then that opens me up to this process of like, you know, facilitating the student being experts of themselves. So, yes. mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I hear a lot of hangups often. And I think we've talked about it kind of in a hang up way of like, I'm the, I'm the teacher, but I'm not the expert. Uh, I'm, I don't want to be the authority. I don't want to stand the master. It's like, well, I mean, if you can change your orientation to those words, because they're just words, the truth is we have to step into that, I think. Yeah, yeah. But we can, can do I that with, yeah, please, go, I'm done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so listening, listening to the both of you talk, um, some, things, some things came up. I think, A, we're talking about containers here, right? And I think the container we're, we're really dialoguing about is Pilates or movement. And however you choose to fill that up, whether it's with refined movement or exploratory movement, classical, contemporary, modern, whatever it is, it's still just movement, right? And we're all using this container of movement and filling it up 
with different um, different ingredients. Like we're all essentially making a soup. It's just all of ours tastes a little bit a little bit different. And um, and I think the way it's best served is showing up um, uh, uniquely as yourself. And you know, Deborah kind of touched on this, and you you um, you're really bringing it at home, Chantel, is that showing up showing up to your sessions as the best possible educator that you can be. And um, Deborah, you, you, I don't know if this was in the recording or outside of the recording, but you were talking about earlier today um, about showing up even when you maybe aren't you your best self, you know, like on the days where maybe you've got something going wrong. And it just makes me think about, I had a wonderful one of my earliest working experiences, I had a wonderful boss. Her name was Monica Hamden, and she was incredible. But one of the things that she used to say was, you know, like, um, like, in not so many words, basically leave your garbage outside of outside of work. And for a long time, I actually bought into that, right? Like, okay, when I get to work, I have to just be this version of James. And I'll tell you, sort of um, allowing myself to not be that allowing myself to be a little more uh, grimy, not showing up curmudgeon, not showing up whatever, but showing <laughs> up like how I am that day, right? Like, am, am I preoccupied? Am I um, um, concerned with a friend? Am I concerned about a, a social issue or whatever it is, has allowed me to become um, a, a, better, a better version of myself than any degree, any certificate. What's that? More fully human. More fully human. Yeah. And then you model that. And then you model that. And when we exactly be that, then we give others permission to be that too. Precisely. So if we're talking about containers and soup and whatever, right? Like mine is this. (laughs) And then and then showing up, showing up as myself allows my my clients to just show up however it is that they need to show up mm-hmm. and do whatever version of healing that they need to do. And I think my point around all of this is, is getting into your um, conversation, Chantel, about being a master or a teacher, an educator or whatever, but just really learning to be a, a master of the specific tools I have to give. Mm-hmm. Like this, my life experiences have caused me to be very interested in X, Y, and Z and other people's interests and life stories have caused them to be interested in X, Y, and Z. But I think what I am beginning to um, be more and more clear about is that, oh, you mean I can literally make it my job, my life's work to be a master at just being interested in what's interesting to me and letting that affect and showing up with that, with Mm -hmm. that truth and letting that affect other people. Mm -hmm. And in order to do that, I have to become very clear about what it is that interests me. Where Mm -hmm. am I at? When am I happy? When am I sad? What is going on? So by cultivating a clearer sense of me, I am then able to show up for my clients, however it is that I can show up. And just by almost a magic sense, you know, like it, the right people show up. And so because I show up like this, doesn't make it better or worse or whatever. It's just different than how another person shows up to work. And so it doesn't matter if it's classical or contemporary or whatever it is, but if you're showing up 
at the best version of you with the intention of bringing out the best version of your client with whatever tools are interesting to you, you're doing it right. Yes. Like that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's the point, you know, that's yeah. what's going on. And yeah. yeah. And I think, and I think that's perfectly, um, can we, uh, I'd, I'd really love to me, this feels like a segue to court is, is, is to get into this because Okay, so um, I don't know if we shared it on the <laughs> podcast before or not, but um, all of us, Deborah, Chantel, and I have like this magical happenstance that brought us together. Like Chantel and I have sort of circulated in the same circle for a while now, but really just sort of fell into alignment with each other about a, about a year ago. Yeah, and all of this really sort of happened because maybe I mean. I don't know. It's been a, it's been X number of years ago, not, not a long, long time ago, but I had a wonderful client and this client, you know, when you have those clients that are just special and this client was special, she was brought into me by my myofascial mentor. I did some movement stuff with her. We did some myofascial work and this client, I will always remember her always, always, always long story short. She ended up having a horrible life circumstance that landed her um, in Boulder. And this client con- connected with me and said, hey, James, um, I really loved the work we were doing Pilates-wise and movement-wise. Is there anyone in Boulder that you can recommend? And I'm like, oh, God, I am, like, beyond contemporary. It's like I had to create the word modern Pilates just to even describe what it is. I'm like, okay, well, you're in, like, the, the hotbed of classical Pilates work. Like, who am I going to recommend? And I remember I had taken a workshop with Deborah at the PMA. It was like an Eve Gentry workshop. And I found the work really interesting. But more than the work, I just found you, Deborah. like, I just found a connection with you. Like, we didn't even talk. We didn't even meet. I just, I just liked you. And so I referred mm-hmm. the client to Deborah, And I said, hey, you know, here's, this is who I would see. And, you know, give it a try. If you like it, you like it. And if not, like, we're all adults, we're all professionals, and she'll know who to send you to. And long story short, this client who I found so special, just fell in love with Deborah. And the reason why it had, I'm sure I'm sure the technique was beautiful. But it's because Deborah did exactly what we're talking about right now. Deborah showed up as Deborah for this client. And this client had undergone some of the most horrific of horrific circumstances and Deborah just held space for um, like, I'm going to get emotional even talking about it. Uh, (laughs) Deborah, Deborah just held space for this client to heal how this client needed to heal. Deborah didn't give, you know, a, a psychology session and a talk it out session and a whatever. Deborah just did what she did, but because of who Deborah is and how she delivered the Pilates and how she held space for this client, I know this particular client will never forget Deborah as long as she lives. And so then Deborah and I sort of met each other at PMA last year through you, Chantel. And mm-hmm. it was a big, huge love fest. Oh my God. From- <laughs> <laughs> it was a humongous love fest. And it was sort of like, um, it was just, it created a special atmosphere. So a, a few weeks later, I get a, um, a, Deborah, do you remember, was it a phone call, an email, or I whatever it was? I you. She sent a text message. 
I, did. I think it was a tech, which is so un to begin with. Um, <laughs> now I'm good at it. I'm good at it. Yeah, it was so, it was so great. Um, which, and if you know me, like text messaging is my preferred ways of communication. So you just kind of knew. And, <laughs> and so Deborah sent me a text and was like, hey, I don't know what it's going to look like, what this is, um, but I know that I would really like to do a project with you. I don't even know what the project would be. I just, I just want to work with you. I just want to do something with you. And had she sent it concurrently to you, Chantel, to do the... Yeah, it was, yeah, it was like, we've got to get into something together. Yeah, so we've got to do something. And, and at this time, <laughs> I had been um, sitting on an idea of like, well, how could how could this movement stuff be more than just movement? And I didn't even know what that looked like. And it was like, okay, how could we, how could this be like a thing? And concurrently, you know, socially speaking, this was right at the time of like um, election and everyone is chicken littling, the sky's going to fall, everything's going to this, that, and the other. And the three of us together Knew we wanted to do a project, knew we wanted it to be about movement, knew that we wanted it to be about something more than movement, and knew that we really wanted it to be just because of the epoch all of this was taking place in, knew that we wanted it to be about social change. And so we'd like to officially announce um, that the three of us together have started a collab called We the Movement. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah. It's um, <laughs> it's like what do you mean, Sam? Like we've literally we've literally spent a year kind of talking about this. We colon the movement. The move. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to also say um, I was crying a little bit, James, but uh, you're very sweet and um, and I did actually purposefully. See, seek you out at PMA last year because of our our, uh -huh. our person that we have in common and um, yeah so that wasn't happenstance and um, you know the 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 feeling at the time was one of the need to um, become more more purposefully and strongly uh, active and um, mm -hmm. what I what I had told you guys was that you know, I'm not the kind who writes a lot of letters to the senators and, and things like that. And I just thought, how can, how can what it is that we're already doing, we make a huge difference every day, all the time. I'm, I'm, I know that. And so it was, um, it was all of this coming together. And also I had been reading, um, I've told you guys this, but not others, Gloria Steinem's memoir, My Life on the Road. Mm -hmm. And it was very striking to me <clears throat> the parts where she goes into the different communities. It's, it's very much what we're talking about in the sense that she learned, she knew that um, you don't go into an environment, a situation, even with all of your best intention and your good heart and just sort of plow your way through to fix things for people um, that you, you go in and you, you listen to them. You go in and you listen to what they have to say and what their concerns are. And that it's through the, it's through the talking and the learning together and the sharing that the, 
you know, that the, um, that the change occurs. And, and I just, I, I, um, I want that to be how we are. And, um, mm-hmm. and so to me, that is very relevant on a daily basis with how we choose to interact with our clients, how we interact inside of ourselves with the, with ourselves, but also with this project and this, this movement that, that we're talking, um, that we're talking about. And so I just wanted to share that. And I, um, I personally was just so thrilled to be with the two of you, um, uh, how do I say this? Just you're younger, <laughs> but, but, but which is great. Like both so wise. I mean, it's, I've cheered up so much. Uh, I started cheering up really when Chantil and I got together a few years ago hmm. <laughs> and I have, um, I've just cheered up so much this mm. year, um, since we've been working on this together and I um I'm just uh very cheerful right now <laughs> <laughs> I love it oh, I, I love I just, it I I don't you know I yeah that's, that's it thank you both yeah Chantal what do you want to say about we the movement um I I think um one I want to say oh, to those that are listening, like hold tight because we're going to, we're going to share more about this, but as the season debrief and an opportunity where the three of us were going to be in conversation, we wanted to, we wanted to put it out there. We wanted to make it tangible. We wanted to give it a name and, um, but we're going to, we're going to tell you more about it. I think for me, it is, I have always been, unconsciously and for the last maybe 10 years, very consciously aware of that for me, it's more than Pilates and it's more mm-hmm. than the body. And, and what I'm really interested in is uh, the relationship with myself and the relationship with the person in front of me. And I, and, and the body is always the way that I have, I think experienced the world most profoundly. Um, through the body and through words. And so for me, this project is um, an opportunity to bring forth something more than just becoming a better mover. And when I say that, I certainly know that when we become better movers, we become better human beings. And, Mm -hmm. and I'm really interested. I want to talk about that and I want to create tangible physical laboratories for teachers to, to, talk about that too and to experience that and see how that changes and shifts you know how we teach and and then how that how we are in the world with you know in relationship to all of the intensity that is our world right now and how we can better facilitate just grace and and right action and um i'm really thrilled because i feel like it's a moment in my work where it's a culminating um, platform or opportunity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to take what I've been doing and, and expand it. And that's really exciting. And I can't imagine two other people I'd rather be doing it with. I think we were just, we're just meant to be doing this mm-hmm. together. And 
So, yeah. Yeah. That's so mm-hmm. we don't mean to be elusive about anything. We have, you know, we Certainly. have, a, 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 what, 150 different ideas currently mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. on actual physical we the movement misses coming out. Um, mm-hmm. But the, uh, I, th- I think the big thing is um, sort of in alignment with this whole conversation. It's like we the movement is just naming something we are already doing it's like the three of us individually and as a group are already interested and already doing this the container is movement we're showing up how the best versions of us we can show up today hopefully better tomorrow and the following day and so on and so forth with the intention of bringing others along with us inviting others along with us so that in the end, um, and, and it sounds so like um, Disney, but like the world is a better place. And, <laughs> you know, it really does. I mean, but that's really what it's about, right? Like, um, I just recently heard a quote and, I'm, and I, I don't even know where it was quoted from, but um, the quote went, I can tell you where I heard the quote, but the quote was, if everyone knew where their pelvis was, there would be no war. And it's like, if everyone just got really interested in, in their body, in their experience, in, you know, in their body and in their experience and in, and in their own self, like you wouldn't really have time to, to negatively nitpick and be a part of that side of of happenings. Does that make sense? You know, for the longest time, I can't quote you the Pilates Center mission statement, mm-hmm. and it's very much Pilates, 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 but with the ultimate um, goal, if you will, of uh, teaching peace, you know, mm-hmm. and essentially making the, the world a better place. And so what I think is so right now in the air is that, and what we brought up in the teacher debrief is that there's tons of wonderful human beings all over the place in their daily life doing this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That is their commitment, whether it's Pilates or, you know, body mind centering, uh, because I just always remember that it was through that work. That was one of the hugest shifts for me. I would say that the body mind centering work is the first time I actually contemplated not fixing, you know, that whole bit that we've been talking about. So, um, but anyway, it's out there. And I think what is beautiful for me and exciting about taking this on is naming it is Mm -hmm. standing up because that's why I wrote you guys. I said, I looked up what an activist is Mm -hmm. and it was kind of a weenie definition, but it was okay. And, um, but like, just I okay. I just want to say this: when I go to work on Monday, and every day that I go to work for years and years, there's this thing like you have to go in there and be cheerful because you don't want to bring people down. It's like a cheerful, positive mm-hmm. space. The studio, you know, the Pilates Center. You don't you don't do that thing, and it just kind of PTSD me often about um, like old dance stuff where you know you leave all your troubles in the dressing room, yep. you just get out there and you do the thing, and I. I get that, 
I get that I don't want to bring people down. I don't want to start trouble. But at the same time, and I know that they pay me this X amount of money and we only have an hour and I need to get them their body stuff and all of that. But at the same time, I feel that we it's like putting part of yourself away and not acknowledging the part of you that's actually doing the movement and you can't separate that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so so that, so that, so that to, to name this and to bring it out is what is very important to me. Like I remember after nine 11 and I remember after all these horrible things that would happen and I'd go to work and be like, well, we shouldn't really talk about this because we're here to do this other thing, which is going to heal the world. But separate from the world. Yes. And so so I feel like what we're doing is creating an opening of the, and we're not the only ones it's happening, but that's Mm -hmm. to actually name it. Well, and and I think, I think most importantly just is to acknowledge that it's already happening. You know, Mm -hmm. I think that, um, and that's what I was getting from the teacher debriefs is, is the idea that it's, that you have to do something else. It's like, okay, so now we have to teach Pilates and dot, 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 fill in the blank. And it's like, no, you're all, you are already doing it. And whether you choose to acknowledge it or not, if you want to name it or not, it is already happening. That's right. It's like, Mm -hmm. if you could just be interested in how you could be a better version of yourself, uh, the end, right? Yeah, the end. The end. And speaking speaking of the end, that's a wrap for us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you all for your just consistent and kind attention uh, to our ramblings and ideas. And we hope that we continue to grow into a podcast that you feel like you can really lean on and be a part of and a place where you can, you know, really have your voice be heard. So we will be taking a a roughly a two month uh, break and then we'll start up with our season two. Our seasons are going to consist of 12 episodes uh, releasing still on a biweekly schedule. So we'll put all of that information in, in the show notes. We'll give you some more information about weed movement and you can definitely um, expect to, to hear more from us on that front, uh, we the movement and, and where that project is going to go and how it's going to manifest and how you can be a part of it. So thank you both lovely, beautiful human beings for gracing my life and what you do out in the world. And we'll catch you around season two. Of course, we always want to hear from you. So you can either... Email us at thinkingpilatespodcast at gmail.com or you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the post page on skillfulteaching.com. A couple of other ways you can show us some love. You can like us on Facebook. You'll find us Thinking Pilates Podcast. And if you like what we're up to, you like the conversations that we're having and you want to share this with the community, you want other people to find us, We would absolutely be honored to have you leave us a review on iTunes. We're looking forward to what season two holds in store for us, and we hope you are too. Until then, breathe deep and teach well.